Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Happy weekend. Excited to be hanging out with y'all for another beautiful weekend. Well, it was beautiful in Nashville, and then we got storms again. I mean, I swear, the weather is driving me crazy lately, including my allergies. They do not know what's happening. I hope you guys are having a great weekend, and I'm so appreciative that you guys are hanging out with me for just a little bit of it, whether you're cleaning your house while listening, driving your kids somewhere, or maybe you're just hanging out with me on your couch with your dog. Either way, I love that you're here. Make sure you check out part one, though. This weekend, I had on Eddie with me, and we talked about some fun things. He did have a birthday this week, so I made sure to read him his horoscope because, you know, nobody on the show really believes in that, but I love to read him. And then we also talked about the things that we would like to own from a celebrity and the thing we would like to be named after. So just a lot going on over there with Eddie. Those are always some fun conversations for me. So be sure to check out part one before you dive in right now to the best bits of the week. Luke Combs was on the show this week and he talked about his brand new album and he also answered uncomfortable questions from our listeners. Luke Combs is always a fun interview. He's just super down to earth and he's also going to be a dad of two here very soon and he's got a big world tour. Just a lot happening for this guy and not to mention he does sing my wind song so I particularly love Luke Combs. Number seven, it's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. Well, if you don't know about Luke Combs, Welcome, and I think you're going to like him. Luke Combs, massive superstar, went to college for business, Appalachian State University, North Carolina. All of a sudden, can sing real good, starts playing at local bars, got a new album out. It's kind of the second part of his first album, but it's out, and it's going to do so well, and it's going to crush. And so he's here. Let's do it. Let's talk to our guy. The Friday Morning Conversation with Luke Combs. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good way to listen or email us. I don't want to forget this. So okay. I want to bring it up to you now. Okay. He wanted to know if it was a red flag that his girlfriend, for his birthday, she got him uh, one of the shirts. Columbia. Columbia. A Columbia shirt, mm-hmm. pants like you wear. She wants him to grow a beard out. And she also has a big fascination with you. And he's like, is this a red flag that she wants me to look like Luke Combs? Not so much about you specifically, but about her 
wanting him to look like somebody else. I feel like it may be more of a fetish. Well, that's what I said. I use the word fetish too. Yeah. Because I have that toward you as well. And so I related. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. It depends. What advice would you give him? I mean, just have poor genetics on the beard no. <laughs> thing if you really want to grow, like, a really patchy beard. Is yours patchy? Oh, It dude. looks A+. Plus. No, it's, no, it's, I appreciate it, but this is it. This isn't trend. This is it. It's just all that grows. It, like, it's maxed out. It's maxed but it lo- out. I think it looks good. It's I never thought. It does look good. There's old patchy beard combs. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I never said that about you walking in. It's very necky, you know? I wish it was more. High? You know? Like, I don't have that Billy Mays, like. I get it high. This thing, you know? But I have to shave without my glasses on because I'm blind, and I always forget to shave up near my eyes. It goes that high. It actually, yeah, it actually covers my eyebrow. Huh. I have hairy eyes. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> you have a new. It, you don't even have to do promotion at this point, so I appreciate you coming by. <laughs> I mean, I told him at the grand business like this is the most anticipated thing in forever. You literally could do no promotion at all, and it would be massive. And then I was looking, I said, well, the album's coming out today. It's actually out today. It's called Getting Old. It's the second part of the first record, but it's its own record. Yeah, for sure. Dif- different things, no doubt. And then I was like, oh, let me just promote some Luke Combs shows. And Sold Out is next to every single one of them, except in Zurich, Switzerland, where there's like five seats left. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. So, wow. you five people in Zurich, get your t- this is the promotion now. <laughs> get your tickets now. <laughs> he needs to make like $90 more dollars, apparently, <laughs> after fees. And So, if you're in Zurich, otherwise, everything is sold out. One of the issues that I have had, and I think as someone who is so in tune with his fans, you'll understand and you probably have done many things, is that people buy up the tickets from my shows and try to resell them for like four times as much. And I get, mm-hmm. and I'm like, don't buy them. I tell them I don't buy the red tickets. If they're, yeah. Do you have that issue where people are buying them, reselling them, and you're just like, I'm just trying to get oh, people definitely. into shows? Yeah, definitely. I mean, everybody does. You know, um, we've been doing Ticketmaster Verified for years now. Um, does that help a whole lot? It does. Yeah, it does help a whole lot. I mean, obviously it's not, you know, it's, it's impossible to stop right. that from happening you know, like entirely, but it helps a lot. Here's what I suggest. Set up a ticket booth and you're in it, like a kissing booth Ooh. before the show. Mm-hmm. They come buy them from you. Right. Face like up. A, yeah. Then, then you beep, walk them in. Yeah. Do the metal detector. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets in. I mean, I definitely think that that's something, it's something that needs to be addressed somehow in some way, shape or form. Like I, I'm not smart enough to know. Let me ask you this. That, but it does need to happen. Because you're, you're killing it. Obviously you've been killing it since the moment you came out of the womb. Are you starting to save footage? For in like 15 or 20 years so you can do like a Garth whole package of your career? Because almost now, it's your success has been, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything like it. And I hope you've been saving stuff because it's going to take this at some point for you to have it. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff. You know, I think we're, we're kind of trying to do that right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's just odd, though. Like the thought of that to me is really strange. But You could recreate some of it, though. Shave his beard. Oh, yeah. like, I'm yeah. 19. I'm going to audition <laughs> for a guy. <laughs> yeah, we don't have anything that far back, I think, which is kind of. But at the time, it's like you're not thinking, man, I should be taking pictures of this. Or... And it wasn't as, even though it was, it wasn't as social media where you're recording yes. everything. Where mm-hmm. if somebody who's 19 now, they're just doing it because it's the lifestyle. Right. It's They just do it. Uh, they're just doing that anyways. You know. I saw you at the Grammys in L.A. Is that more of a nerve-wracking thing for you because you're dressed up formal, or is it is it just a really cool show? No, I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's different just because it's like, it's the all-genre thing is just so different. I mean, it's so different than, you know, going to the CMAs or, or you're going to the ACMs or something. It's just like, at those shows, you know, you kind of feel like you at least halfway know everybody that's there. And then you just kind of, you know, you go to the Grammys and you're just like one of a million people, you know, and it's like, 
it's just weird. And everybody, it's just, I mean, you know, you're dressed up formal, but it's like, you might as well be wearing a t-shirt compared to what everybody yeah. else is wearing. You know what I mean? Did you see anybody while you're performing? I don't know how the lights situation was. Could you see anybody famous while you're playing or were you so just dialed in? I didn't look. I mean, I just like, I just didn't want to, I just try not to look, you know. I'm also a horrible guitar player, so I was really focused on not messing that up as well. <laughs> yeah, that was more of my concern at that time. Luke Combs is here. The new record is out today. It is called Getting Old, which, so talk about the project in general. When you did the first half of this, did you know it was, that growing up was going to be the first half? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, because so- I, I had a song, um, and I feel like really the way it worked out was just, I mean, we recorded over the last, I don't know, three years, which is just kind of, I think of that time frame of when we recorded growing up and when we recorded getting old, it's like they weren't separate. Like all the songs were kind of recorded mm. in this two and a half, three year period. There was songs picked for growing up, which is feels entirely different to me than the next one. I feel like that's the thing now everybody's putting out like a big, huge thing. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not what I want to do because I feel like it's – I want each song to kind of get a moment to for people to have a chance to hear it, I guess. Yeah, as a know? consumer, if somebody puts out 30 songs, I, n- I never even hit play on 20 of them. It's hard. I mean, my it's attention just, span's not there. I'm, a, I'm right. four years old. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it is hard, you know. Luke Combs is here. We're going to play Going, Going, Gone. The record's out today, Getting Old. Uh, go stream it. I'm sure you will. You're probably listening to that and not this show, so you're not even hearing me say this right now. <laughs> tell me that ain't some stuff. Yeah. Tell me that ain't a DiCaprio movie. <laughs> what is that one called? Where Inception. Goes, yeah, Inception. tell me that ain't Radio yeah. Inception right there. They're not even yep. hearing it, and I'm talking to them. When you had the deal with the lottery and you had the lottery ticket scratch off, did you ever get one in scratch? I didn't. I got some. I got a few, like, from fans, actually, and, like, if you would have won, would they stuff. have given you the money? Or is that like me being a caller 10 at one of our radio stations? I feel like that's why I didn't, like, scratch them, you know? Like, if it was like, what if this was one mm-hmm. of them? What'd you do with them? Give them away? I have them. I still have them. They're just what? unscratched. What if he's sitting oh on them? Oh, my gosh. Come on. Oh like, God. Lunchbox will t- mm. handle it for <laughs> you. <laughs> is there, I'll bring them in. I, I'm imagining you get offered so many brand deals. Are there any that just don't make sense? But you think, hey, that's probably a great product. But it just ain't for me specifically, so you don't do it? I don't know. I had so, someone a couple years ago try to, I don't really remember who it was, but someone tried to, like, do, they wanted me to do, like, a cereal. And I was like, what is that? Chocolate How combs. That? Little combs in it? Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it just didn't. I mean, I like cereal or whatever, but I don't know. I, I'm, I try to be like as picky as I can about that because I have the ability to do that, right? So it's kind of like, like protecting my brand in a way by like not doing things, I think is more valuable than just doing everything that comes your way. You know what I mean? Because eventually, I always think of something too. It's like, you know, when I'm a, if I'm making a d- decision for my career, whether it's something I'm going to say on stage or, uh, thing that I'm going to brand thing I'm going to do. And I'm like, what are my like grandkids going to think about this? You know, like if they see, if they were to see this, would they be like, yeah, that was cool. I mean, if grandpa like, had a cereal, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> if you're a kid. And have right? oats in it. Yeah. You're a kid. But you're, you're right. Because I'm sure with you and with me, I, I used to beg and say yes to everything. Cause I just needed to say yes to things mm-hmm. to get to the next point. Mm-hmm. But now the freedom for you and even for me is I don't have to say yes to everything. I just say yes now to the things I want to. Right. But that wasn't always the case. Yeah, no doubt. And I put on, yeah. I put out a cereal they said Luke didn't want to do. <laughs> yeah, it was called Berry Buttholes. <laughs> oh, 
So you didn't do that. Huh. So I didn't that do was me. Cereal. I did them. Okay. Yeah, Bobby's Berry I like Bottles. It. Yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> what do you listen to at the house if you're just listening to music for your own enjoyment? Um, honestly, I spend a lot of time in my garage, and the only like music I have out there is a cassette player. So it's only old stuff that we used to buy at the gas station. Pretty, pretty much, much. From, the, from the rat, the cassette rack. <laughs> like I have one that's like Marlboro country music or something. <laughs> like it's just like a weird. Like I just a bu- Like I just put tapes in. Honestly, like yeah. I mean, I listen to a ton of new stuff in in the car. But you know, it's like mostly I'm in the when I'm listening to music, I'm in the shop. You know. And also, when I listen to music, if I'm enjoying stuff, I like to hear music that I'm comfortable and have to think a whole lot about. Right. So it's always the stuff from when I was younger, right? It's like mm-hmm. '90s country or John Mayer or Counting Crows or right. like that's. I don't have to. Or if I'm watching a TV show and I'm just like not just trying to veg out, I don't watch something that's got me like, oh, it's right, on Friends the or The Office seat. or right. something, something I've seen 10,000 like, times. Yeah. Something on, like. You watch anything good? Man, we watch a lot of a lot of lot of crime shows, man. A lot of a lot of murder mystery type stuff. That's kind of our jam. Is it you your know? jam because your wife wants it to be your jam? No, I love it. I wanted to be a I wanted to be a detective before I did this, so I was already in. Me and my dad watched a lot of it growing up, but my wife loves it too. What kind of detective? Homicide detective is what I wanted to do. Oh. Yeah. What would even expose you to the idea you could do that? Was it TV then? Probably. It was probably television. Yeah, I would imagine. Are you watching The Last of Us on HBO at all? I haven't. I keep hearing Dude. about it though. I've heard it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. It's not a video game. It, yes. Yeah. It's the yeah. Uh, the odd. Well, I like video games. Do you, you still love, play? Oh, yeah. Still, I oh, talked yeah. to, do you play in your, because Kane Brown and I hang out a little bit, and he's always like, man, you should get a computer to play on. You and should, it, you should, yeah. And he's such you an should. advocate of playing on. PC, it's awesome. He's like, you're so fast, you got more, you can, is that what you play on? Mm-hmm. With the, with the. No, buttons? I play with a controller. Oh, you do, okay. On PC. So but why, why, why is it so much better? Well, I mean, it's like, okay, so if you've got a console, right, like it has a, it has a preset. Like graphics, Speed, like a graphics, graphics speed, yeah. you know. But the computer, it's like you can change the parts out, right? Like, so you can get the newest, nicest graphics card. But I still have dial-up, so would that hurt me if I play video would, games? Yeah, that would be, that'd <laughs> bang, be a, That's bang, a deal bang, breaker bang. for sure. <laughs> deal breaker, no doubt. All right, uncomfortable questions from our listeners to okay. Luke Combs. I like it. Number one, how much does Luke Combs have in his wallet right now? Ooh, okay. I have my wallet right now. Most people, though, that are rich <laughs> don't carry a lot of cash. It's fat. A lot of bills in that one. What animal is that wallet? This is elephant. He killed on his way here. (laughs) (laughs) Sliced off a button. How much money do I have in my wallet? Is it one dollar? One dollar. I have one dollar. Times are tough. One dollar, and I'm not sure what this is. It looks like a hotel key. It's a Bed Bath and Beyond coupon from the mail. (laughs) Before they went out, he's like, "I'm saving this one. (laughs) We got to get that tour going." (laughs) Yeah, one dollar. So. That's why we That's need you people in Zurich. Buy the five <laughs> tickets, the tickets. Then I can have $91. All ni- yeah, and every yeah. show is sold out all yep. across the world. Yep. Um, okay, that's number one. Number two, will Luke Combs open a bar in Nashville? I don't know. I'd like to. You no know, no plans cool. yet? No plans, okay. no. Does Luke Combs hate or like the comparisons to Garth Brooks? I think indifferent, you know. I think people can't help but compare people. I think it's human nature, you know. I mean, it's cool, right? I mean, I would rather be compared to Garth Brooks than someone who had one hit song or somebody had never got a record deal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, if I had to choose a comparison, I would say I would I like that one. Nobody good. ever compares me to Garth Brooks. So that <laughs> sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, finally, and I don't understand this question, okay. so maybe there's some background to it that you mm-hmm. can, or they're just an idiot. Will Luke Combs ever reveal his songwriting pseudonym? Did you ever write under a different name? 
Um, I think I have uh, I have a cut on a Wheeler Walker Jr. Okay, album. which everybody wrote under a pseudonym for those under a pseudonym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even ask you to say what. What's you get a joke? I mean, it's you could you know you could probably figure it out pretty easy. I would imagine, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot there are a lot of people who wrote under their real names under there. Mm-hmm. And, and like your grandkids to. though, you didn't want them to see that you wrote right. a song called. Real sloppy boobies, right? For right. sure, yeah. yes. And right. that's not that song, but yeah. I know Ben. Well, yeah. we I know Wheeler really well. Yeah. So, um, did you write with Wheeler with Ben? Yes, Wheeler? I did. Yep. Isn't he like the nicest? Yeah, he really is. Most like yeah. quiet, reserved. He's like, yeah, absolutely. It's totally different than the. And then he the goes thing. into character, and it's like, it's, I don't even crazy. know you, bro. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. wild. It's yeah. Awesome. Okay, Luke, the new record's out. I will say this about you, and I would like for you to lend to this compliment if you don't mind, but. I believe it's 18 tracks, mm-hmm. and you wrote or co-wrote on 15 of them. Mm-hmm. You are such, in town, just a prominent songwriter, aside from being the biggest artist. But that means there are a couple songs that you put on the record that you didn't write, which mm-hmm. shows your respect for songwriters in general. Sure. How did you decide to put on, because I know you did the Tracy Chapman song, Fast mm-hmm. Car. Yep. So that leaves two. Right. How did you decide to put on a song that you didn't write? Um... I just felt like, you know, I, I, I was, it's not that I was ever against it, I think. And maybe I was. Maybe you can pull an old interview clip where I was like, I'll never quote a song that I didn't Play write. the clip where he says he hates other songwriters, right? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that maybe that clip does exist somewhere of me being like, well, I'll never put out a song that um, that I didn't write. Maybe that is out there. But um, all I can say is that, you know, I have a lot of really talented friends. And two guys that I write with really frequently are writers on on both of these two songs um and so uh one of them was written by eric church jonathan singleton and travis meadows um obviously everybody knows i'm a big church fan jonathan produced this record with me and the last record with me um and i'm a huge huge travis meadows fan um so when i heard that song um actually just like somebody got like got a hold of my email like jonathan didn't even send it to me or eric didn't send it to me like it was some third party that was like, hey, you should check this thing out. Um, and I listened to it and just immediately was like, man, this is really great. So we should do it. And Jonathan was producing the record, so I asked him. I was like, man, we should do this. And he was like, yeah, dude, I'd love I'd love for you to do it. You know what I mean? Obviously, he was stoked about it. I think it's such a compliment to your ego in the way of you wouldn't be able to do what you do if you didn't have a healthy one because – even myself, I'm like, I'm gonna come, please buy tickets. I'm gonna, I think you should buy tickets to watch me do this, or I think you should spend your time in the morning listening to my show. I have to have an ego to be successful. Sure. Because we, this is a nutty business. It is, no doubt. But there's some awareness and an ego check with you going, there's a couple songs that are really good that deserve to be on this, and I don't have to write every song on the record. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, I think... Um, is that getting old? I think so. I Boom, mean, I think, we did it. I we mean, turned I, it around. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, mean, I think there's definitely some maturity to that, you know, um, to be able to understand that you know there's people that will always write better songs than you you know that's inevitable you know um there are days when you may write better songs than them but they might write 400 songs a year and you might i might write 20 or 30 you know so obviously there's going to be songs out there that you know are inevitably better than something that i could have wrote last question by the way new album out today getting old it's the second it's just a new album because it's confusing when i say it's the new album getting old it's Mm -hmm. like it's like the sequel yeah. So, final question. If I said, okay, look, look, they came to me yesterday and said, hey, I'm going to die in an hour if you don't write me a hit. Can you write a hit in an hour? Straight up, guaranteed hit in one hour or gun to my head, they, they're going to kill me. I could write a, I could write a, a song that I feel like was a hit. I felt like was a hit in an hour. Whether that means it's a hit or not is yet to be seen. Okay. Well, they just told me 30 minutes. 
Okay, 30 minutes. No chance. Okay. <laughs> you're smoked. Yeah, 30 okay. minutes, wow. you're smoked. I need you to solve the murder because I'm not sure who it was. They were in a mask, but yeah. I'm leaving it to you. I wouldn't even start writing it if okay. we go in 30 minutes. <laughs> no, you can't like, try it. I'm like, sorry, dude. Sorry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, new records out today. Luke, always good to see you, buddy. Likewise. Thank you all. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We caught up with Arkansas Keith this week. He's been visiting Bobby and his wife, Caitlin. In case you don't know who Arkansas Keith is, he was once Bobby's stepdad. So he's been visiting this week for his grandson's spring break, and they've been having a whole lot of fun doing things, but they've also been playing a whole lot of ping pong, which Arkansas Keith gave us the update on, and he talked about retirement. So just super fun catching up with Arkansas Keith. Number six. He was my stepdad for seven years or so. He's in my house right now. He's been staying with me the last few days. We're still very close. He lives in Arkansas. His name's Keith. That's why we call him Arkansas Keith. Yeah. Here he is. Keith. Hello? Okay, in my house right now. Here he is. Hey, what's going on? What are you guys doing right now? We're in the pool tournament right now. <laughs> what? What do you mean pool tournament? Just you and you and your grandson? Uh, me, yeah. Yeah. We have a pool I've tournament. I've won the ping pong tournament in three games and nothing. <laughs> I so. saw that. Well... <laughs> I didn't know at 65 years old he was still a mean ping pong player. Man, he was good. I've got an Arkansas Razorback ping pong table, and he was like, let's play a little bit. So I've been opening the case to like the, the paddles and the balls. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it easy on you, old timer. <laughs> he whooped my butt. It's on my Instagram. You can see us actually playing. Did you ever play ping pong at a high level? No. I know you got a good ping pong table. I know that. Did you play <laughs> like a really good table? I don't know, the 70s and 80s? Did you play a lot of ping pong? Yeah, I did. You still feel like you got it? No, not like I used to, but I mean, I can still bat it around. You know, I get better the more you play, the better you get. Sounds like Toby Keith. I'm Uh as good as I once was. (laughs) Hey, so since the last time we've talked, you have fully retired or no? I am fully retired. And what does that more work? What does that mean for you every single day? So, what are you doing now? Goofing off. Nice. What I want to do. You w- do a lot more hunting and fishing and a lot more walking in the woods and whatever I want to do. So if you I'm wake up on a random Tuesday, what time do you wake up in the morning? Uh, probably around 4.30. Wait, what? Retired. Why, 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 you're retired. retired. Well, that's just what I do. You know, I may not get up, but you know, I'll be up 4.30 duck season. Perfect, you know, hunting and... Whatever I gotta do, duck season's over with. I'll just hang around the house till daylight and go fishing. Or <laughs> I love it. Do you feel like in retirement you're really gonna thrive? Like, were you really looking forward to this? Uh, I've really been looking forward to. It. I wanted to retire last year, but anyway, I'm gonna do great with it. So you're in Nashville now. You came to see me and Caitlin, and how's that been so far? Can't believe what the barns are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we shifted the barn from an old crappy barn to a living place. And so what else is happening with you right now? Just living it, man. You know, just me and the dogs, and that's it. You know, I just, I, I walk my dog just about every day. And uh, my routine day is get up, uh, see what the world's like, go pet the dogs, feed them, then I eat, and then go from there. How do you feel about <laughs> aliens? Do you think there's there's anything bigger than us out there? You know, back when I was younger, I didn't believe that, but nowadays I'm really starting to wonder. I've been reading a lot about Oswell and doing a lot of research on Roswell, and that's really got me going, you know, and Aurora, Texas, and those kind of places where they've crashed. So so you read books on, like, like UFOs, and what do you feel like your biggest takeaway from those books is? 
A government cover-up. <laughs> mm, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Felt that. What's an aurora? The lights? Aurora is the same kind of thing that happened at uh, Roswell, only it was earlier in the century before we had all the media. Wow. Okay. Same, same kind of ship, same kind of aliens, same thing. It's Aurora, Texas, I believe it was. Are you still reading up on the Civil War? I am. Is that your favorite topic? It's getting to be. I'm really, really getting into it. What would you say is your favorite topic to read about? Well, mostly Arkansas, the people in Arkansas that were involved in it. But, you know, I mean, I like all the war in itself, but I'm really getting into the, the local part of Garland County, Montgomery County, and, and those people that participated in the war. Other, After the war, too. <laughs> other than the war, other than the Civil War and aliens, what else do you read about? Sports. Old sports. I'm talking about Ernie Banks, Mickey Mantle, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Mickey Lolich, Bobby Gibson. You kill any animals just, li- lately? Uh, I killed some ducks back in duck season, and I shot some deer, but that, you know, that season's over with now, so I'm reverting over to fishing. You caught any fish? Been catching a few walleye and some crappie. Nice. Wow, walleye. What's the best eating mm, very fish? Very nice walleye. I like the walleye. Yeah. What's the worst eating fish? They're the best. Probably white bass. Maybe striper. I'm not fond of them. Yeah. All right. Well, show just wanted to check in. They hadn't talked to you. I said, well, you're over at the house. So I felt like we'd give you a call real quick and see what was going on. Anything else on your mind at all? Uh, just what Eddie's up to. I'm here, man. Hey, are you going to go see some sights or anything while you're here? Take your grandson around? Eh, I'm pretty well stuck this ping pong table right now. <laughs> <He's busy. laughs> yeah, forget the all the cool stuff <laughs> out there. <laughs> I have a question for Keith. Yeah, go ahead, Amy. Okay. Hey, Keith, since you're retired, Eddie and Lunchbox, they they want to retire too, but they're not making any plans. Do you have any advice for them? Because clearly this is something you planned for. Yeah, they're not saving any money. Yeah, how did you do that, Keith? You better get ready now. I mean, you know, because when you get 55, it's too late to start working on it. (laughs) <laughs> but what did you do? Just put money aside yeah, every have, day? Do you have money or are they gonna, the government going to pay you for 401k, the 401k and a retirement plan. I had a retirement plan. Oh. It, it warehouses, so that helped me a lot, you know. How long did you work at the mill? 32 years. Dang. But I'm so four, my life was there, yeah. I'm 44 now, though. Is it too late for me to start that 401? I, I would start it right now, man. Okay. Today. Go down Today. and talk to somebody and, and just uh, start start a Roth IRA right now. There you go. It don't wow. take much. Roth IRA. He's got four what? he's got four kids. He says he can't save anything, yet he still gambles and plays golf. Thoughts? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean you could save a little bit. <laughs> okay, all right. There you go. <laughs> just go talk just go talk to somebody about it, man. Just go go down and talk to somebody. All right. Some Keith. Thank you. We'll see you after I get off work. See you later on. All right, man. Can't wait. All right. We got the pool table hot and ready. I hear. I hear the pool table and the ping pong table. All right. See you later, man. All right. Later. All right. Bye. (laughs) Arkansas Keith. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I'm going to give you all a little bit of insider baseball right here. I believe that's what it's called. I don't know. It sounds right. But Bobby shared his top three favorite radio singles on country radio right now. Now, what this means is that these songs are currently at country radio. Not every song that an artist puts out is sent to country radio. Take, for example, Morgan Wallen, who just put out 
over 30 songs on an album. Not all of those songs are going to go to country radio. They're going to send the ones that they feel best should be on country radio that they can get to fans and do all the streaming and all that exciting things. But not all of the songs will come here. So these three songs that Bobby chose are ones that are currently at country radio and he's been jamming to them. So just a little insider tip of what a single means rather than just a song that an artist puts out. And you're also only going to hear about five seconds of each of these songs right now because we don't want to go to podcast jail. And so we can't play the full clips, but you're still going to get the whole gist of it. And then if you really like the five second clip you hear, you can go watch it on YouTube or wherever you stream music. Number five. I'm going to read an email, and I didn't put this in the mailbag because it's going to take a full segment to go through this, but they write, Hello, Bobby Bones. I heard you mention the other day that you don't get to pick what songs are played on the radio. Just wondering which favorite song on the radio is right now. Signed, Justin. The deal is, yeah, the, the songs that are played, I don't program the music, but if I want to play something, I can. I just don't want to pick all the music. So, But here are my three favorite radio singles right now. I mean, the songs that they're trying to get to number one or move up the charts, et cetera. Number three, a massive fan of her. She came on a podcast and she talked about being in town for 12 years before anything worked. And she was just grinding. She stayed the same style. And people were like, that'll never work. That's too country. That'll never work. Well, wouldn't you know, she's super talented. And finally, people, you know, got their eyes and their ears checked. Her name is Haley Witters. This is my third favorite song right now on the radio. This is called Everything She Ain't. All right, that was number three because the email said, what's your favorite song on the radio right now? That was Haley Witter's Everything She Ain't. Number two is Morgan Evans' Over For You. This song's real good. This song, I think a lot of people can relate to, and it doesn't have to be that same exact story, but it's a very similar story. And so many people messaged me going, I heard that song, and I cried. And I think it's a wonderfully written song. He sang it so good in the studio. It's my number two favorite radio song right now. Still wondering how long has it been over for you? Honorable mention was Zach Bryan, Something in the Orange. Yeah. Which is an awesome song. But we still have number one to go. It's easy. What? what? About, it's Jake going. Yeah, up there, down. Oh. That's it. That is not it on the list right That's here. That's a good one, though. Oh. Yeah, it is a, it is a really good one. Yeah, it gets, yeah. It's, it gets stuck in my head. What do you think? I need a little up. Now I'm like, dang, maybe I should have picked that one. <laughs> Any guesses? Hmm. Any hints? No. I'll say this. I saw her at the Opry. Oh. And she's so cool. We were walking by. I was taking Caitlin's dad and grandpa and my wife, Caitlin. We were walking around backstage at the Opry. I was kind of giving them the tour. And she was in a room. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And, she, and we were just going to not bother the person because they're getting ready for a show. And they were like, no, come in. Come in. Come in. I'll meet everybody. And so they spent time with Caitlin's grandpa. I talked with him for a long time. Caitlin's dad. And then us. And then I was like, hey, we should go so you can get ready. And they're like, well, okay. Like, they're that cool. Okay. They okay. played that song. They, the, the song we're about to play, they, they played in this studio. And it was like, well, dang, that's real good. Dang, like, what is di- this? Different next level good. They? Huh? Yeah, they? he did say I'm they. using they as a, as yeah. a, I'm not saying he, he or she. Okay. okay well, now I'm picturing multiple people, mm-hmm. but yes. Go ahead. Anybody? Morgan? Ashley McBride. That's it. Oh, yeah. Ashley McBride and her new song, Light On in the Kitchen. It's my favorite song right now on the radio. Oh, so good. I love it. And always leave a light on in the kitchen. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Amy shared some personal news on the show last week, and this week she's sharing a little bit of what's happened in her life in the past year or so, and one of those things being that she had to take a co-parenting online class, and it wasn't like optional. She had to take it to in order to do some of the things that were happening. So this is Amy sharing what that whole experience was like. Number four. Last week here, Amy was talking about how she's getting a divorce and we were very sensitive to talking about it for a long time. There are a lot of reasons that we weren't able to talk about it. Kids, legal stuff, privacy issues, but we did and it's out and a lot of people are reaching out. They're, they're, they've been fantastic about it, at least to me from what I've seen. Have I been cool with you? Yeah. I mean, Anybody even not been cool? I mean, yeah, I try to just swipe on by. Send me their name. Mo- <laughs> most, Send me their name. Most people, and I feel like I'm supposed to see these comments, are the ones that are like, oh, man, I'm going through this too. And so that's where it's like, oh, wow. Like, it's just because it's not easy to navigate. And I feel for anybody that's having to do it. And, 
you know, some of the stuff that I've done over the last six months that I have not been able to talk about is like how I was really nervous I was going to fail uh, my co-parenting divorce course that I had to take. <laughs> it's a four-hour... Who, who's making you take it? You say have to take. The law. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So every state is different, but the state of Tennessee, at least, like when you go before, like... A, the judge so there's courts that are looking at everything and this has to be completed and you have to pass a test after you take the four-hour course and it doesn't it's not one of those where you can just you know act like you took the four hours there's a timer so it's timing it knows each page yeah each page like you're on there and until you've completed it and watched the videos what and- kind of questions do they ask though like just a, a, an example. Well, you watch. So, for example, it would be like you. It, they take you through a scenario of of a, like a video, a reenactment, or something of a family where the co-parents are not being nice to each other, and how they're handling the situation is not necessarily going to be beneficial for the kids. And you have to watch the whole scene so you know, like, hey. Then the question would be like, hey, what did you know the dad? say wrong in this case like what could he have done better and then you pick the answer but sometimes I felt like my core like belief like stuff I believe in how I would handle it was a little bit different than I guess what the law is saying so I was so nervous I was going to answer stuff wrong I only missed two questions though out of how many I don't remember. Four. That's what I was going to say. Well, for the- <laughs> oh no it was a full blown test like it was four hours over 50 questions well, probably wow. how'd you feel about the acting in the scenes. Well, I thought that people, well, what I wanted to know, it's, I'm assuming it was reenact. Yeah, it had to be reenacted. Well, they're, they're have, like, you think secret- they're filming? <laughs> hey, will you guys let us know when you're fighting <laughs> over the kids? No, no, no. What I meant to say was, I know they're reenacting, but I don't know if these are like real families that they pulled or husband and wives where they're like, hey, we know you're going through this. This is awesome. Right, like, actors. Hey, Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. They did a good job. That's what I was going to ask. Did you watch it? And we were like, this is some corny acting. Maybe that's a gig I could get. Well, you figure out how to audition for this. That's good. Somebody who's getting divorced sees it. It's like, wow. Look, has anything happened with your acting career? No, I'm still taking lessons, but I have not auditioned for anything either. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm trying to get through some big life things right now, but I'm still, I'm still consistent in my practice. And that's important to me. Was missing two questions. That's still a past test, right? Yeah, I passed. So that was good. So I've got that. And, you know, you know, Ben had to do it, too. And we're co-parenting in a way that I think that course actually helped us, too. It, I, it taught us a lot, but so did our co-parenting therapist, our counselor. And the kids are the main priority. What if you don't take the test? Do they make you get back together? Ooh. Like the law oh, says sorry. you have to do it. But if you don't, they're like, well, looks like you got to be married still. Well, so even once you file, there's like a 90-day like nothing can really happen even for 90 days because they're, they want you to cool down. Yeah. Mm. So to make sure nobody's filing out of any sort of, you know, angst or anger or anything. And I wonder how many people that 90 days actually works for them to. Oh, I'm sure a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I bet. Can you imagine if you did it? It was instant. Be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take a divorce, please. And I'll take some guac. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boop. Okay, you're divorced. Head out. Yeah. That'd be all the time. What no. I don't understand, though, is like when we had kids, you know, when we were just like parenting to begin with, we didn't have to take a test. 
True like we should take a test when we just have the first kid, not just like they divorce test. Up, they should lock up our private parts, <laughs> and they can't unlock until you take a test about having kids. Right. Do. Well, so that's how I felt about the adoption process. Like if I was if able to get pregnant, which we had fertility stuff, so I wasn't. But if I had been, I would have just voila had a baby. But yeah. adoption, no, I had to like all kinds of things, paperwork, this, that, home because studies. Because they people. can control that. I know, right? Right. And I get it. That's valid. Yeah. You can't just be handing out kids to people. Right. But it is a little like sometimes it's just. We need it voila. Is- you have a baby. Take a test before you have it. Voila, again, you don't get the key to your private right. until you pass the test. Hilarious. That's what it is. We're all wearing contraptions around our waist. Right. And then, you know, you don't have one on one day. Oh, you passed the test. Congratulations. What's your score? Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I only got two wrong. Well, so, but all, all good on that front. Yeah. Just for anyone that's frustrated by the process of having to take a co-parenting or divorce course online, like mandatory, you it actually, you can learn from it. So lean in. Ask questions. Want to be better? Because then you can be amicable. There you go. Heard it from her. Maybe. Yeah. If, if your dun, partner dun, is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the more you know. It's the best bits of the week. Show. With Morgan number two. An awesome interview on the show this week. We had Three Doors Down and Candlebox stop by. Well, Brad from Three Doors Down and Kevin from Candlebox, they came on and they not only performed a few of their songs, but they also talked about their joint tour, which just got announced this week. Super exciting news. And we just love both of these guys. They were super fun and shared a lot of their cool stories. They are rock stars, so they have a lot of fun stories to share. So here's that interview with Bobby. Number three on the Bobby Bones Show now. Brad Arnold of Three Doors Down and Kevin Martin of Candlebox. You know, guys, I know we're here today to announce a tour, and this is basically the only tour I would ever pay money for. Yes, I just want you guys to know, like, when I know Brad, Brad, I'd say we're friends now. If I saw you at the grocery store, I'd go up to him and be like, what up, buddy, and give you a hug. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Uh, But Kevin, I hadn't met you yet, but I grew up, you know, listening to Candlebox like crazy. So it's really, really great to spend time with you here when they said you guys were willing to come in. I said, how much will it cost me? Like, that's how big a fan I am. (laughs) So, Brad, let's start with this. Three Doors Down, going out. Doing the tour. We are. And how do you find, and in, in Kevin and Candlebox, like how'd this tour come together? Well, we actually played a sh- uh, show together last year. It was yeah. th- last year. And uh, I think we talked about it a little bit then. And uh, the timing kind of uh, worked definitely. And we're both going out this summer. And I, I couldn't think of a better combination. When, when they asked me about it, I was like, heck yeah. Because <laughs> who is they? Who? Well, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess management. Like your people? Got yeah. it, got it, got it. Our people called it. Because whoever they are, I like it. Like whoever they are, I like yeah. it. And so when you guys go do these shows, Brad, are you playing any new music at all? We are, We actually are trying. We are play. We have one song that we put together just on the last tour, and uh, we need to put a couple more together between now and then. We'll see how that goes, but we will play a little bit of new music. Not too much, though. That's my no. point. Yeah, not too much. No. We, you know, just a little bit if you got something. To, exactly. But, you know, one or two, and then we nostalgia out. Exactly. That's, I mean, Kevin, so, how, you know, listen to Candlebox growing up, you, your voice to me was that of, like, a quiet intensity, like, together, constantly. Didn't know where it was going to go. How in the world, because I have so many friends that are now 40, 45, that used to sing, and they have to, like, not sing hard anymore how are you not talking your songs at this point <laughs> um i drink a lot of whiskey um and that's no lie i mean i i years ago I, you know i i i never did a lot of drugs or anything and, and i started singing when i was six years old in choir and um i i always sung all the way through high school because you know it's nice to have that elective that you know you don't really have to pay attention to but i never really wanted to be a singer in a rock band and uh, i was a drummer and um i got 
kind of stuck with this gig with Candlebox, and that's no lie. That's why you the got first record. stuck with the gig. Yeah, I got stuck with the gig as lead singer of a rock and reluctant lead singer of a rock and roll band. Um, so the first record, I didn't really know what I was doing, um, and I went through a lot of um, issues with my voice because I just didn't understand how to perform live. And then over the years, uh, getting used to what what I was capable of doing with it and understanding how it worked and getting away from you know liquors that are like vodkas or whatever that kind of dry your voice out. I started drinking whiskey in like two th- in 1998 and it changed everything. Now I don't, I'm, I'm joking like with a lot of whiskey. I'm making a note here. Start <laughs> drinking whiskey today after the show. <laughs> but I do, I have, you know, I, I sip on it during, during the shows and I, I found that it helps, but I do take care of it, man. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs and, and um, I'm relatively healthy. <laughs> do you, are, Kevin, are you ever anywhere? And cause I know the answer for Brad. Cause I hear it every time I'm in Kroger, three doors down, it's like rocking on top. You ever somewhere and you hear your, a candle box song, you're like, Dang, this is like a family place now. Back yeah. in the day, this would never been played at, at, at John's Pizzeria. Yeah, I heard it once in a Walmart. Um, I, I, I've, I, it's funny. It's always far behind. I mean, you know, it's that's the song. Uh, it's been paying my rent for thirty plus years now. But um, yeah, I, I do, and it's it still feels good. I remember the first time I heard it. We were outside of Seattle. We were in Las Vegas, and um, it came on the radio station. And you know, there's nothing like that feeling when you hear your song on the radio the first time. And you're just like, man, it, I made it. And even if you don't, it's just somebody else is playing your song, and, and uh, it's a weird feeling. But it's funny when you're in a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah getting fish get sticks. And and yeah, yeah. I heard you in Kroger, you know. Brad, with Three Doors Down, what were the lean years like when it was, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. Like, what were you, how was the living? Were you in a van? Were you- we were pretty blessed to always, uh, you know, when Kryptonite came out, it was successful pretty quick, you know. But at the same time, you know, Nine months from that, we were prepared to quit because we had been a pretty successful little local band, even though we never toured and we were from a little town. We did really good around there. And when kind of like, you know, you go through phases and everybody kind of gets wore out on it, you know, me and Matt, our, our original guitar player, we were both like six months away. It was like, all right, if we don't do something pretty quick and we have something substantial happen, we're going to go to college. And because uh, we were just teenagers. And by the grace of God, within that time, like, uh, CPR in, down in uh, Mississippi started playing the song, and it became a hit, and we got signed. and And I mean, but we were we were on the verge of giving up ourselves. You know, you don't hear your accent when you sing, which is weird. I, I, British people too, for the most part, they'll be like, "Why, why go?" And they're singing like, "Hello, here I am today." Like, Wait, I, you ever hear that? People talk to you and they're like, well, "I didn't expect you to be so country all the time." I feel uh, like if you guys came out now, you would be like a country, like a rock. Like, if you existed right now as Three Doors Down, brand new, you'd be here. We would be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, that's not the case with you guys. You guys would still be going. You're, not, you're from, like, the Northwest, though, right? Well, I was, I was born in Chicago, but I was raised in the South. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. So oh, you I, did? Yeah, so every now and then you'll hear me slip into a little bit of the, the y'all and that not. But I, I moved to Seattle when I was 14 in 1984. And, um, and that was my dad took a job with an old boss, and um, that was – and at the first concert I saw, there was Chris Cornell uh, playing drums with Soundgarden as a three-piece. And he was singing like a banshee. And I was like, man, what is going on in this city? You know, and, uh, and that was it for me. I, I was immediately enamored and, and, and inspired by just great music from that beautiful little town. I feel like you guys came out, and you can correct me because this is not any note. Like, after the whole grunge thing happened, mm-hmm. and I felt like you guys were kind of unfairly compared to it because it wasn't really the, exactly the same time, but because you were from Seattle, people were like, it's another Seattle band. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you feel like that is that observation is somewhat accurate? Very accurate. I mean, it, it's, it was an easy label to throw on a band like Candlebox because the whole city was considered grunge. Um, you know, we're 
we're about five years in age younger than a lot of those guys as well. Um, so, you know, I was 16 years old working in a shoe store when Chris Cornell was coming in to get flyers to hang up on the walls, you know. So um, we did come around a lot later than those guys. So it it hindered a little bit of our career. I mean, you know, we were never media darlings like the rest of the grunge band. So it kind of was like we kind of had to beat our beat the door down ourselves, which was Fine, you know, I mean, here we are 30 years later still doing it. But everything um, about turning to a boy band, though, about yeah. that time, too, you could have easily flipped over and <laughs> yeah. learned to dance. Yeah, I should have. Did mean, you, ever, hair. you ever sing any other kind of music, mm-hmm. other, like growing up, like in choir, like you probably could have been a good uh, stage singer? Did you do that at all? I'm a first tenor. Um, I did a lot of, I did a lot of uh, drama in high school because it was where the girls were. Um, I always took the electives where there were girls. Um, I'm a big fan of, of women, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I sang in drama, um, and I sang in choir. I did, uh, I've done pieces in Italian, French. Mm. Uh, I did a barbershop quartet with my brother, which was a lot of fun for a couple of years, you know. Did you have to drop all that once you guys got cool in Candlebox? <laughs> well, I did. Cause you didn't want to, I don't want to see Candlebox <laughs> singing a barbershop quartet, I'll be honest with you. Not yeah, that time. No, no, I was, I stopped that right around a, 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 the age of 17, yeah. When you are in a band that is coming from Seattle, and obviously you have all those influences around you. Were you able to see them as a kid? Like, did you ever see Nirvana play? With- I did, yeah. I saw, I saw them play Radio Shack, the notorious videotape that's going around. Uh, that was down in Tacoma. Um, saw a lot of the early uh, Screaming Trees gigs, um, Grunt Truck, Skin Yard, Soundgarden. Um, saw the Mo- I was at the Mookie Blaylock show when they played. So Pearl Jam? Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, you know, at the time, a lot of people just assumed that Seattle was this massive metropolis. It was a tiny little town, man. And it was like, you know, you... I think when I moved there, there were maybe a million people in, in the entire Seattle community. So, but all the venues were within a mile of one another. So, um, a lot of them were all ages uh, venues, which you could go and see these bands play. And some of them that were bars, you'd have to have a fake ID to sneak into. But yeah, I was I was fortunate enough. And like I said, I, I worked at Fluvog Shoes, which was where um, Susan Silver, who had Silver Management, she was managing Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, um, Screaming Trees, a bunch of those bands. I worked with her, so those guys all come in to get flyers and stuff for the shows. Um, and that's how I met a lot of those musicians as well. Brad, you're putting this tour. It's the Three Doors Down Away from the Sun anniversary tour with Candlebox. How long – who goes – do you have, a, a, like, a baby that comes on first? Or uh, d- does it go straight Candlebox? That may be too much for me. It's, uh, it's just – it's us two. Wow, that's it, huh? Yeah. That's str- it's straight, like, let's go. Yeah. So, so get there early. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. when the ticket says the show's starting – you want to be there for that part. Show starting. Yeah, because you're well, just like, like 25 minutes after, you know. <laughs> gonna feel. I've missed the baby. You know? Doors are at 8. We're yeah. at 8.30. So. so, Brad, you've been playing with these th- these guys, obviously, with Three Doors Down for a long time. Can you guys just, like, look at each other and do a chin move or an ear? That you know now you've communicated so much over such a long period of time. A little bit. Like, don't, or, or, like, you give them a look like that was a wrong note. That's not the right song. <laughs> That's the wrong note. Yeah. Does There's that, more wrong notes. Does that ever happen where you look like, oh, what was that? Yeah, are you the, are you the alpha? <laughs> uh, no, and I, I think we're all just kind of we're all just kind of there. Yeah, if there if there's an alpha, I think in our band it's it's Greg, our drummer, who will just take control if he has to. Yes, yes, he's we definitely look to him to be the band leader. Do they ever talk? Do you guys talk to each other on the mic? Not where the crowd can hear it. I'm always concerned that mic's really going to put something out. So we've stopped using that because I'd be like, hey Eddie. Uh, I can, Zip your pants. I can see a wiener. And then I'm afraid that'll go over the top, so we stop using that now. I have one back there by Greg that I have a little stomp box that I can talk to my monitor guy. The band guys can't hear me, but uh, my monitor guy and my front of house guy can hear me. 
Because sometimes, um, sometimes you know, I have a lot to say to my monitor guy sometimes, and I have a new monitor guy, and I have a lot of nice things to say to him. <laughs> and I, in the past, I've had some less than nice things to say. But I like sometimes, I've, I'm a, one of my pet peeves is when my feet start vibrating. If the sub starts running too hard, I can kind of, it messes with the diaphragm of the mic, and sometimes it mess for, uh, messes with your vocal cords, you know, just so much vibration. So if I can feel it through my feet, I'll be like, hey, hey, uh, Curtis, you want to back that down a little bit, buddy? You know, and, and he will, and uh, so that's the only people that can hear through mine. What song does this does the Three Doors Down crowd sing back the loudest? Um, say Here Without You and Kryptonite. But the thing about Here Without You is who sings it back? Because here and there, we've got stuck on some shows and uh, that really, if you just looked at the list, you're like, Three Doors Down is on that? But... You know, on those shows, we play some of our deeper stuff on our records, and some of our deeper stuff's a little heavier than stuff you hear. And uh, so it we fit in those shows just fine. But it's so awesome to see, like, this big, gnarly, like, biker-looking, just, like, rip-your-arms-off dude. He will be the most fervent singer of Here Without You in the crowd. He's going he full emo. Without you, baby. <laughs> he'll be. Crying. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad, will you play some Here Without You? We will. All right, uh, Brad. Here, Brad Arnold. From Three Doors Down, by the way, we're announcing the the big tour right now. It's the Three Doors Down Away from the Sun anniversary tour with Candlebox. I will be there. Are you guys coming here? We are. We are. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll be there. I don't know where I'll be. Under the stage. <laughs> drinking the sweat of my favorite artists. All right, here we go. This is um, Ray, we good? Now we are. Yep. Right. Little snippet of the second verse. Still intense as ever. Come on, you sound good. Yeah. You, I was worried to ask you guys to sing this early in the morning. I was like, I'll just talk to him. You give me goosebumps, man, when you sing. It's crazy. Still, man, I, you. I love his voice. Killing it, dude. I sang it like four times in the car on the way into town. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do every morning driving into the show. I'm just like talking to myself. People have to think I'm crazy because I'm also loosening up. I got hours and hours of show to do. All right, there he is, Brad Arnold from Three Doors yeah. Down. Nice job. Okay, Kevin, let's switch it up. Oh, it's my turn? It's your turn now, baby. That's what I call him, baby. <laughs> baby. Mm. Oh, baby. Listen, I grew up. It's the first time we've had Kevin in from Candlebox. Yeah. And Brad's been so gracious to play like shows with us and be on this show. And we did the. You've been so gracious to have me. We did the Three Doors Down anniversary, the album like, together. Yeah. We shot that. So I'm a I'm a big big Brad fan, big Three Doors Down fan, but. We're a big Bobby's fan too, brother. Kevin, I need you to be a big Bobby fan now. I, well, I tell you what, I think I might be. All right, so I like to hear. <laughs> tell you tell what. You what. <laughs> well, you do. Um, can you do like a verse and chorus of Far Behind, Kevin? Absolutely, absolutely. Come on. I'd have dropped that like five times. But I'd be like, me, <laughs> No fear. No fear, Killed baby. Killed it. Jump right in. Hey, Kevin, are you OCD type guy? I am. I'm very, I very much am so where I'm trying to fix it a little bit. So with you and your OCD tendencies, are they cleaning? Are they straightening? What is it that's affecting you? It's pretty much everything for me. Like I, I on the bus, I don't know about y'all, but like we have, I send out specific rules: no shoes in the hallway, nothing left on the counter. Oh, you top. go full meemaw. Yeah, it's yeah. it's full on. Like, and I, I have a special glass cleaner spray that I use on countertops and everything. It's like disinfectant stuff. Like I'm I'm super paranoid. We have ionizers on the bus to keep people from getting sick. And, Good for yeah, you. I'm wow. super super crazy. I'm a bigger fan. Look, wow, I'm yeah. a bigger fan. Um, so Lunchbox here doesn't know a lot about music. He doesn't even like music, really, in general. It's I, I've heard that song before. Yeah. Whatever. But I don't he, know like, what it's called. He doesn't care about music. He's like, when he runs, he runs to nothing. He's just, it's just Air. bizarre. Air. But That's it. Silence I had him, is beautiful, man. I had him watch the Woodstock 69 
Yes. And then you watch the one on. Was it not? What, did you watch 99? I've watched part of it. I haven't finished it. Which but. was the cra- did, Were you at 99? No, 94. Were you at? Okay, you were 94. So what was 94 like? It was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful, man. I, I, well, we had, we were on tour with Metallica at the time. So we, we had to get there from, because they added Friday night at the last minute. So it was like bands like uh, Collective Soul Live, Us, and then the Violent Femmes. We were the headliners on Friday night. So we had to get from Kansas City to um, to wherever that I think it was not Woodstock, New York, but we, I think it was even further North, um, by Friday from a Wednesday and then Metallica was playing Saturday night. So we kind of had to rush ourselves there, but I remember I stayed up most of the two day drive because I was so excited. I mean, it was exciting touring with Metallica, but like, I knew I was going to play this amazing 300,000 people show. Like I couldn't sleep, man. I was, I was so excited to get there. And then we got there and, and, they wouldn't let you watch the other bands because the stage would turn, and they wanted you to experience the three hundred thousand people wave of excitement, man. It was, At one time, it was beyond. Yeah, I will never, ever, ever forget it. Did you have any friends that played the Disaster '99 one? Uh, well, yeah, a lot of a lot of the bands that played it, we were we're close to. What did they they, they call you and be like, "Yo, dude, be glad you weren't here." No, but you'd run into them on the road afterwards, like you know, months later, and they'd be like, "Dude, that was a mess," you know. It, but I think it was just, you know, when you're when you're greedy like that and you're going for the money and, and you are charging what they were charging like ten dollars for bottles of water, or something like something stupid. You meant that's what do they that. do now at every NFL game. We're like, <laughs> no man, that's bullcrap. Yeah. 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 But it yeah, was yeah, I, yeah, I did uh, the guys in the offspring, we we played a show with them about six months after and they were like, Man, it was a mess. Well, let's talk about the tour. So Brad, you put this together. You're all over the place. Tickets go on sale on on Friday this week. Oh. What do you want people to know, Brad, if they're on the fence about this tour? Come, come to this. Get off the fence. Come. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited about this. I really. This is going to be a great show. It's going to be a show that you leave on the way back to the parking lot with your buddies, high fiving. I think, man, I think it's going to be a great show. I'm excited about it. Are you playing all the hits? We are. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I haven't been this excited about a tour in a while. Because if you said no, I wasn't coming. <laughs> He's like, no, we're playing no hits. <laughs> oh, man. Playing all deep cuts. Nobody knows them. We're, we're thinking about maybe, uh, of course, playing the hits and stuff. But last year, and we're not going to do it quite like we did. But on the Better Life uh, 20th year anniversary, we played the entire record uh, just front to back. We played other stuff, too. Thinking about doing that uh, in some dimension, maybe like, playing the whole record, but just slicing some other stuff in there as well. But it's, it's kind of fun to do it like that. Um, but it's kind of weird sometimes, too. We'll see how it goes. Well, look, thank you guys for coming in and playing. Pleasure. It's awesome. Big fans of you both. Brad, you know I love you. And Kevin, we'll get there, buddy. We're, in it. We're, we're off on the right foot, though. That's what I number. say. We'll yeah, that's right. So go check it out. Tickets on sale this Friday. And, and the song TV series, tell me about that. Oh, uh, the song TV series, we just uh, filmed that. It's uh, it should air. I'm not really sure when it airs, but we came out and filmed that at uh, TGL Farms uh, just recently, uh, acoustic set, and the first time we've done anything like that in a little while. It turned out really good. I'm excited for that to air. Me too. What if he said, you know, we did it and it didn't turn out very good. So <laughs> don't watch it. Of course, it's gonna be good. All right. Three- I'm always worried about things like that, man. <laughs> three doors down, candle box tickets go on sale this Friday. Go to. Three Doors Down website. Go to Brad's socials. The tickets are everywhere. You can find all the links up there. And we will uh, see you guys soon. Right. All right. There they are. Thank there you they are. Having. Three Doors Down Candle Box. Thank you for having us, Bobby. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. A poll revealed the current country music power rankings, and everybody had a lot of opinions on what that looked like. The power rankings shared Morgan Wallen, Luke Combs, Lainey Wilson, and basically where they fall as if you're watching March Madness, but country music edition. And so Bobby revealed what that poll looked like. And you guys shared if you guys agree with it, don't agree with it. So if you want to see like the full actual thing besides just listen to the bits, because we do make some cool videos on Instagram now. So you can go check those out at Bobby Buncho. Number two. I on Nashville put out the power rankings and country music artists. Like they Ooh. rank them like college basketball teams. Nice. Oh. Who do you think's number one? And I'll get to it. Number one, because you know it's going to be oh, basically one of two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do you yeah. think's number one? Luke Combs or more. Yeah, we'll pick one. You got to okay. pick one, uh, Amy. Okay, you know fine. it's going to be two. It's right. Just, yeah. Hogs them both. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'll go Luke Combs. Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Dang, Amy. Dang. You did try to pick both. 
Respect that. <laughs> at number 10, Ashley McBride. Oh! It's oh. just a at number nine, Jordan Davis. Whoa! Chris Stapleton at eight. I'm assuming some of this too is like what's happening currently as well as forever. Because it's definitely a relevance poll here. Uh, Cody Johnson at seven. If you got a chance, take it. Kane Brown at six. At number five, Carrie Underwood. She got a big tour right now. Yeah, new single. Zach Bryan at number four. Laney Wilson at three. Woo! I got a heart like a truck. It's been and at number two, Luke Combs. Okay. And number one, Travis Tritt. No, <laughs> not true. No, Morgan Wallen. Oh. So that's the top five according to this guy right now. I, I mean, like I'd probably Luke put Kane, I'd put Kane Brown into the top five. Definitely. I put Kane Brown up there right now. Otherwise, I don't really have a problem with the top five. I mean, Luke, Brian, why so? He didn't have a single on the radio right now. I don't yeah, think. but I mean, he's on TV. And I don't think he's touring either right now. What's he doing? Just chilling? And I don't think he's on, on he's, TV right now. He's taping, but I don't think he's on TV right now. True. Oh. True. Okay. Still working, though, you know? Bad argument. Bad <laughs> he just argument. had, uh, what, like, Crash My Playa last month or, yeah. or two Yeah, listen, no ago. one's saying he's not a superstar, but this is like... <laughs> calling him lazy, man. He's no, no, no. Right this is like saying, well, Kentucky's always been a terrible basketball team. No, no, no. They're, they are massive and have been for a long time, but the last few years, haven't. last couple months, he hasn't been up there to make the list. Okay. But I'm sure he will. Okay. Coming early next month. And then Bailey, like... I mean, Bailey top, Zimmerman? Top five? He's not in he's there. Not in there. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Zach Bryant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he sells, top, that, he sells people are everything. Obsessed. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, Zach Bryan was a guy that blew up on YouTube and then took YouTube over to TikTok and then turned TikTok into massive mainstream success. It's been really cool to see. All right, well, I on Nashville. I can't wait till they release it. It's like every week we wait for the polls. <laughs> Who's number one this week? It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. And we did a draft this week, which feels very appropriate given that we're in March Madness time and a lot of exciting sports are going on. We did a draft, and everybody loves the Bobby Bone Show drafts, but this one was of hard words to spell. Listen, there's a lot of hard words that are really difficult for me to just speak, let alone spell. So I had a little flub up during the draft, and I would like nobody to hold that against me. That's all I'm going to say. Okay? Yep. Thank you. Number one. Time for a draft. We're drafting words that are hard to spell. Amy, first overall pick in the draft. What word are you drafting as the word that is hard to spell? I feel like everyone will feel me on this one. Restaurant. Yeah. Oh, come on. That'd have been my first pick, too. That was my one. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is we'll all pick these little teams of three. And then you vote at bobbybones.com. It's very easy. Now, don't just pick the one best word. It's the whole team. Yeah. Lunchbox, words that are hard to spell. You have the second pick. What do you have? Yeah. Vacuum. It's pretty good one. The double U gets me. Sometimes yeah. I think it's C-U-M-E, vacuum. But it's V-A-C-U-U-M. I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I didn't know if it had two C's and two U's. I don't know. Eddie. Look, guys, the hard part about this game was I wrote everything down, but I didn't know how to spell any of them. Nice. So this is the hardest one. Phenomenon. Ooh, Ooh, let luck. me try it. Let me try it. Let me try it. can't do it. Phen- oh, it is a hard one. Phenomenon. P-H-E. Phenom. N-O-M. Phenomenon. I-N-O-M. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, good. There we go. Good. <laughs> no, I that is, I, whoever uses that word, I, I mean, I don't what? try to spell that. Phenomenon. I never He's try a phenomenon. to. I don't, I don't really use that. That's what I'm saying. I man. definitely don't write it. <laughs> or if I do, it's only on my computer so it can tell oh, me. Yeah, and then I try one. to hit it and make it correct just to give me the. 
Morgan, what do you got? I don't eat this, but I can never spell it when writing, and everybody always has an argument. There, there are two different ways to spell it, oh, and no. it's bologna. That's a good one. Oh, bologna. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Bologna's a good one. Dang. It's not B-O-L-O-N-E-Y. But Contrary bologna has a first name. It's, oh, no, that's Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer. Yeah. Yeah, okay. O-S-C-A-R. <laughs> that's how I've been spelling it wrong forever. A stupid song. Okay, it's to me. I have the final pick. I'm going to pick charcuterie. Oh, wow. As in a charcuterie board. That's impossible. And some, I don't even know how to say it, really. We go to the restaurant. I think I'm saying it right now because I've been practicing it. Is that how you say it? Charcuterie? Yeah, charcuterie. Charcuterie board. Cheeses, basically. Do yeah, you, meats. Do you get meat on a charcuterie? Meat and cheese. Yeah, oh. it's a or nuts. It's just like a spread. Charcuterie is my first overall pick. I probably say that more than I say phenomenon, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's true. All right, so now we'll go backwards, and I have the first pick here. Words that are hard to spell. I think I'm going to go with definitely. Oh, that's Dang so it, hard to spell. <laughs> because I is it definitely, wrong. or is there no E on the end of defi- definite? Definite. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to go with definitely as my second word. Morgan, words that are hard to spell. I always get this one wrong because it has the silent in the beginning. It's pneumonia. Oh, pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Pneumonia. Pneumonia. That'll get you. Pen- yeah. Eddie? Guys, karaoke. Good luck. Karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. That's a good one. Lunchbox? Yeah. <laughs> Embarrass. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Spell it. E M B A R E S S E D. No, wrong. No, I don't think that's right. There's two R's and there's two S's. You how, gotta, how, do you know? how do you know? Because I have it right here in front of me. Because <laughs> I spell it wrong every time. A- Amy? I got license. L-I-C-E-N-S-E? I don't know. That's it. Is that it? What is yeah, it? That wasn't hard. Like driver's <laughs> license? Well, I spell it wrong easy. every single time. Amy's like cat? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Dog? License is not that easy. Exactly. Say it again. I'm with you. L-I-C-E-N-S-E? I'm not a great speller. Is that I, it? That may not be right. I don't know. I, I don't know either. That is right? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Two rounds well, in. I guess I'm the only one that struggles with that one. We're drafting words that are hard to spell. Amy has restaurant, A+, and license. <laughs> All right. License is hard. <laughs> Amy, what do you have? I mean, Final gosh. Pick. I feel like some of mine have been taken, so I don't know. Uh, xylophone? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, That's impossible. <laughs> X-Y-L-A phone, right? <laughs> is it? Is that is it that simple? I don't know, Mike. Is it X Y L A? I bet some people think it's a Z. X. Oh, I, no, mean, I, I no misspelled one. it. It's L O. Boom. Xylophone. No, no. Thank you. Uh, what? 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 What's the problem? I just love words that you're just taking words that you don't even use. Like, of course, it's hard I did to last spell. night. We, had, we played xylophone in my house. Oh, <laughs> did? My bad. My bad. Yeah, man. Let's Every Friday night. My bad. Man, I got a couple. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> man, there's a couple that I struggle with. Hmm. I don't know. That may gross people out. I'm not going to do Lunchbox, that. Lunchbox like, took this to heart, and he's picking words he only uses daily. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, hey, everybody's got their own strategy. Go yes. ahead. What would gross people out? I'm going to go with entrepreneur. Yeah, I was going to use that one. That's, that's, good. Good. that's a good one. Gosh, so good. That's a good one. Dang. Dang. Eddie. It's not a hard word, but it's hard for me, and I bet people agree with me on this one. Beautiful. I oh, had yeah. that. I had Beautiful. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Morgan? I think I'm going to go with... Colonel, because it's actually spelled like colonel, mm-hmm. but it's colonel, like a popcorn kernel. No, but no that's different. Those are two different oh, things. Yeah, yeah. They are, but it, it's pronounced colonel. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> There's two ways to spell kernel. One with a K, K E R N E L. A popcorn kernel. But when you when you say uh, uh, like a commander of an army, kernel, but spelled you're colonial. Still, yeah, yes, yes. but it's spelled colonial. Basically. Oh, boy. I'm not wrong. Right, but she's not wrong. She's not. Wrong. I so, think the way she said it made it sound. The first time like- the way she said it, she didn't mean. She said it. <laughs> Like she in was a way saying, she didn't mean it. <laughs> Thank yes. you. That's what made me. Yes. Okay, okay. well, Colonel. Colonel. <laughs> that was a struggle. Okay, finally. These are all words hard to say, too, apparently. Not just hard to, or hard to describe. Uh, I'm going to go with narcissistic. Oh, impossible. N-A-R-C. Narsa. No? What's after the C? I. 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 Narcissistic. Narcissistic. But also, you give you give license, uh, uh, but you give beautiful a good one. Just because it's a common one. B E A. Everyone always questions yeah. themselves when they do beautiful. No. Yeah. I okay, don't. here we go. Amy's team is restaurant, license, and xylophone. <laughs> Lunchbox is vacuum, embarrassed, and entrepreneur. <laughs> Eddie is phenomenon, karaoke, and beautiful. <laughs> Morgan is baloney, pneumonia, and colonel. <laughs> Not sure which one. <laughs> And then I'm charcuterie, definitely, and narcissistic. Wow. Good. Go wow. vote. This is going to be hard to vote. Bobbybones.com. Pick one, and we'll pick a winner. Thank you, guys. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I hope you guys had an enjoyable weekend in this moment of hanging out with me on The Best Bits. It was super fun to hang out with y'all just even for an hour, but be sure to check out Best Bits Part 1. This weekend, it was with Eddie, and I am partial to say that it was very exciting to talk with him. We love catching up with each other, and it basically always happens on The Best Bits. Other than that, we're working all the time, so we don't get a lot of catch-up or therapy sessions, so you kind of hear it live on the mic in the best bits part one i love y'all so much please have a great safe fun weekend you can follow me on all the things at webgirlmorgan i've been trying to go live on tiktok a little bit more recently and that's uh, been interesting because the guys like to crash that lately but i hope you follow me and the show of course at bobby bone show on all the things i'll see y'all later this is the bobby bones show bobby bones Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Take good care and we'll see you there.